God today, let Him show us something good. How many know God has something good for us all the time? You know, you never have to come to the table when God's serving it up and wonder if you're going to be happy. He's got good, good things for all His kids. Amen? Let's join our faith together. Father God, we thank You for Your Word. We come in agreement together to hear Your Word in the love that it's given, Lord. We pray that Your Word find the good soil of our hearts, Lord, that we hear it correctly, that we see it through Your eyes, that we receive it by Your grace, and that we do it through Your love. And we give You glory in advance for every good thing that Your Word will do in our lives today and will do in the lives of others through us later. We thank You for it, and we give You glory. We honor it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, open your Bibles to uh, Galatians 6, 9, and uh, put, uh, put Philippians 3.10 up. You know, every time I look at the Word, and it's been this way probably for the last eight years, I can't see anything except through God's love. And so I end up preaching on God's love. Because that's how you see everything in the Word of God. That's how I see everything in the Word of God. And, 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 and we're looking to attain. It's, it's not that I've attained everything that I see, but that's what I want. Amen? When you see the love of God, you want to be like Him. Right? You know, and that's, that's what Paul was saying in this verse. He said that I may know the power of His resurrection. But what, what, what resurrected Jesus Christ? The love of God. The love of God. The love of God is what did everything. That I may, that I may, in, in the fellowship of His suffering, what? And be conformable. What? Be made like Him in His death. What was, what was He doing in His death? He was loving you and me. Everything about Jesus is love. Everything about Jesus was doing good. He, he came to show us a better way of life. He came to show us how God really is. Amen? Because God had been lied on for years and years and years and is still being lied on today. But Jesus is the perfect image of who God is. He never told someone no. He never came to somebody and said, Oh, I know you want to be healed, but God's teaching you something. Is that in one of the Gospels? That's not in one of the Gospels, is it? Oh, I know you have needs, but God's, God's, he, he's, he's humbling you right now. He, he's humbling you. God don't humble you. It says we humble ourselves. And religion and people have lied on God. We want to know God in the power of His love. If you know love through love, then you'll be love. <laughs> it, it, it becomes not just what you do, but who you are. And when it becomes who you are, you begin to act out of who you are. It's no longer an act. It's who you are. You know, you got a lot of people that want to be good. Right? In other words, they want to act good. <laughs> right? You know, well, did you lie today? No, I didn't lie. I'm pretty good. Did you cheat? No, I didn't cheat. Pretty good. You know? They want, they want to do the law is what they want to do. You know? Oh, I don't. You mean they want to be the rich young ruler. Honored my father and mother. All these I've kept all the days of my life. But he hadn't done anything good. He'd only been good. 
I don't want my daughter to grow up just being good. I want her to want to do good. Love wants to do good. Amen? Not do good to show that it's good. Do good because it is good. Right? So many people think God brought Jesus down to show you how much He loved you. No, He brought Jesus down because He loved you. He didn't need to show you how much He loved you. He loved you, so He brought Jesus down. He, he, God doesn't prove Himself. You can prove God. He, he'll, he even told him in, in Malachi, He said, prove me. What's He saying? He's saying, if you do this, my word will work. Right? He's not saying that I'll prove it to you. He's saying, my word is foolproof. It will not not work. There's some good English for you. It's incapable of not working. Right? Why? Because He is good. He he doesn't just do it. He is good. In In the Psalms it says, you're good and you do good. Why does He do good? Because He is good. And when He changes us into who we are now, the children of good, the children of love, the children of God, now we're not only doing good, we are good. So it's no longer an act, it is who we are. Right? And so we have to change the way we think because we grow up with the idea we need to be good. We tell our kids, be good. Behave. That's what you're telling them, behave. Right? God doesn't want us just to behave. Behavior is not enough to change the world. Right? If you just behave and do good, people say, eh, he, he, he makes good choices. But when you do good, then you now extend the love of God to someone else. You now, you now take what's in you to do good, and you do good to others. Amen? And so then you become who God made you to be. Glory to God. And, and you know, Paul said, I, I, I want to attain. If I could only attain. He didn't say I'd attained it. He said, I want to attain. So every day we wake up, we should be trying to attain that which God's taken hold of for us. We should be trying to attain it. What did He take hold of? He took hold of everything for you. And He gave you the ability to love, to be loved, and to love like Him. And if every day we walk walk this earth with with the idea that we're going to love somebody the way God loved us, you're going to change somebody's life. Amen? You will change somebody's life. But you'll have to attain to it. You know, I could preach on it for the next seven years, and I'm still going to be attaining to it. Because guess what? There's a Dave in here. Yeah, there's a Dave in here. And sometimes somebody tells him something, and love don't pop out first. I know it does for all y'all, but for me, every now and then, somebody will catch me off guard. <laughs> and, and, the, and the old love monster don't pop up. It's the Dave monster. Right? Y'all ever done that? And then you got to go back. Why? Because you're, you are the love of God. And your heart won't let you stay with that. Right? Wouldn't it be much easier if we woke up every morning with the idea that we're going to attain what God's put in our life today, that we're going to follow after love every moment of the day? Because you'll hear clearly. When somebody does hit you with something that your flesh don't like, it won't matter because your flesh ain't ruling. Right? Your heart's... Is, is ruling. And your heart is full of the love of God. 
and then you'll have right answers. Right answers are so much better than wrong opinions. And it doesn't matter how, how much you believe in your wrong opinion. It can't be right. <laughs> right? You know, no matter how right you can make it sound, you may be a really great speaker and be able to make your wrong sound truly right. Right? And influence others that your wrong is right. But guess what? It's still wrong. Right? We can't make wrong right. We can make right wrong. Right? We can. We do it all the time. We put us in it. Right? Our motives. A good work done with the wrong motives is not considered a good work to God. I don't care. What's he say about, about in, the, in, in 1 Corinthians 13? I don't care if you sell all you have, give it to the poor. If you don't have love, zero value. Right? So we're, you know, when he talks, we need to listen in love. We need to get our love ears on and listen in love because you'll hear so much out of the verse than you would have heard had you just heard it as a human. That's how Job got messed up. The whole book of Job's mess. You know, people have, have went and, 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 and took and made whole religions off the book of Job because they read it from, from a man's point of view. And from a man's point of view, it looks like God was really hard on Job. <laughs> Suppose if somebody just saw you spanking your kid and didn't know why, they would think you're being pretty hard on that kid. But then when they found out why, or they saw what you wanted the result to end up in, right? Wow. I know, I know spanking is not politically correct. And I'm not saying I spanked Ramsey every day. <laughs> well, I'll try to think of something else, a different analogy for you all. I got some spankings when I was growing up. I don't know. There was a period of time where my mom wore a belt around her neck. And I can tell you right now, we did deserve it. And not only did we deserve it, we needed it. Right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> to the message. Galatians 6. <laughs> Let's look at the Word of God through God's eyes and how He wants us to see it towards Him. Amen? Because the Word is a vision of who God is. Right? When God says, and we'll just start with this verse, He says, let us not be weary in well-doing. It's not just Paul writing that. That's the word of the Lord. And when you see it from, from love's aspect, He's trying to get something to you, not get you to do something. Love is always trying to get something to you. Amen? That's why He says don't get weary. Because He knows when people get weary, they quit. And He can't get what He wants to them and, and through them. He's trying to get stuff to you and through you all the time. And when we become weary in doing well or in good doing, then, then we faint and we come back. And God's saying, don't be weary in doing well. He's saying, don't become weary. Don't, don't, look, at why, don't look at what happened when you did well. 
Right? How do, why do people get weary? There's many reasons. They don't reap immediately, because which means they didn't get, do it. They weren't doing well anyway. Right? If the only reason you do good is to reap, you're not doing good. Your first motive when, when God says do something good should be the person or the thing you're doing good to. God's motive is not outside. His motive is very clear. When He does something good, He intended you to be the beneficiary of that good. Amen? Amen. When Jesus died, He intended you to be the beneficiary of that good. When He rose again, you and I were the beneficiary of that good. Right? But why? Because that's what love does. And when he says, don't become weary in well-doing, what's he saying? Don't get tired by looking at, looking at it the wrong way. Always believe in your seed. Always believe. I don't care if your kid looks like they're going to hell in a handbasket. Believe in what you put in them. Amen. I'm proof that it works. Right? I know my dad's sitting right there, mom's in heaven, both of them could testify to this day that they didn't quit on me. They believed in the good that they put into me through the Lord. Amen? Amen? And it it did not always look that way. But they didn't become weary and say, he's never going to make it. That's what weary is. Weary is not just when you stop doing good. It's when you stop on the good you did. Right? But you know, in the Psalms over and over again, it says don't look at when, when evil men prosper. Don't look at that. that. That's how they got off in Malachi. They kept looking. They said it doesn't do any good to serve God because the rich people and the people who ain't serving Him are doing better than we are. Right? That'll get you off. You begin to see things from a wrong point of view and you no longer can see the kingdom of God. You can no longer see His ways and His, His purpose and His heart. We want to see His heart and everything because He said He wants us to be do-gooders. That's the name of the, that's the, name of the message today. Do-gooders. He wants you and I to be do-gooders. But being a do-gooder is not just somebody that does, uh, what do they call them, random acts of kindness. There's no such thing as a random act of kindness. Right? It's not random. If you truly did something kind, it was the Lord. But most people that are wanting people to do random acts of kindness are wanting people to see you do random acts of kindness. Right? No value in that. Jesus had a whole message on doing things to be seen. The world needs to be seen, and they need an auditorium named after them and a football stadium named after them, right? They need people to know that we're kind. Right? They go out and give somebody $100. You know what I did today? Gave somebody $100. Yes. That's not doing good. The only thing that did was made you feel good for about five minutes. And then you found out that they didn't do with that $100 what you wanted them to. And you became weary. God said don't become weary in doing good. 
Don't become weary in doing not just the right thing, a good thing. There's lots of people out there doing what they consider the right thing. Right? And they're doing it for the wrong reason. Because then, then later on when they don't receive something from God, they say, you know, I go to church every Sunday. I pray. I read my Bible. Right? You heard him say, you, have you said that? Have I said that? I'll guarantee you, I've thought it in my heart if I hadn't said it. Lord, why am I not reaping? I have sown and sown and sown. <laughs> Did you? Right? <laughs> I should be healed. I've been to healing class. I've been to church. I know all the scriptures. I quote them. Got them hanging on my mirror. Right? That is called, you think you're good. You've been good, so now you're good. Your, your good actions to be good aren't what make you good. The goodness of God coming out of you towards others is what makes you good. Amen? Amen? He's put His goodness in you, so when you begin to do things out of His goodness, that, that's what qualifies us as good. And we don't look back and say, I wonder what happened on that. We don't care. We did good. Right? right? You think you think Jesus looks down every now and then and says, I just don't know if it was worth it. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I went through all that and I'm just not certain. He does never look down. If one person would have came to him over that whole deal, it would have been enough. Why? Because he was doing good. He was what's it say about Jesus? It says he went about doing good. And healing. Healing was part of doing good, but there was more to it because they mentioned doing good and healing. Right? You don't have to raise the dead or heal or get somebody healed to be doing good. There are so many more qualities of love that are within us to do good with. And that's what he says. Don't grow weary in doing these things. Don't don't grow weary in blessing your enemy. Don't grow weary in blessing those who curse you. Don't grow weary when you have to give away 65 coats because somebody keeps taking one of them. Right? And you've got to give them the other. Isn't that what the Bible says? You get to give them the other. Don't grow weary when both cheeks are red because you've been slapped so many times. What's he saying? Don't grow weary in doing well. This is well-doing. When, what is your breaking point? How many times can you be slapped before you get mad? You know, one for me is usually plenty. <laughs> but I'm growing. Yeah, you, know? you know, I could look out here and try to sound real holy and say, Oh, slap me a hundred times. I'll turn the other cheek to 101. Wrong again. Dave's going to need some growth. But it's in there. That is what Jesus considered doing good. When He said, he said love your enemies and do good to them. He didn't just say love them. He said love them and do good. Love doesn't just sit there and say, hmm. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Don't you guys feel love now? Huh? Look at me loving you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love does something. Love does things. It says love your enemy and do good. 
And then it starts telling you how to do good. Right? What's it say? Bless. What? Those who curse you, I would consider them my enemies. He's not. This isn't a bunch of separate people. This could be one person. He says, love them and do good. How do I do good? Bless them and not curse them. Right? Forgive them. Be merciful to them. Don't judge them. Don't condemn them. These are all acts of love that are within us. We have the ability to do good. You know, Brother Moore uh, preached at the... uh, Southwest Believer, uh, yeah, Southwest Believers Convention this year, and uh, I was there, and he was talking about um, where it talks about idle words, yeah. and and he said, and he said this, and I, and I don't know today if he knows he said it, but he said it. He said a lot of times that's just because you could have done good with your words and chose not to. You know, the Bible says you'll be held accountable for those. The Amplified says for every inoperative word. In other words, words that have no power, words that do nothing. Why? Not because, well, you you say, well, God, they didn't do anything wrong. They didn't do anything good. He said, I've put good in you to do, and you chose not to do it. In the situations that we're held accountable for, it'll be the things we didn't do, not the things we did that he'll hold you accountable for. What's it say? When someone knows the good they should do, when somebody knows to do good and does it not, I'm using every scripture that I've got on my paper right now. We can look at them if you want, but they're in there. That's in James, right? When we know to do good and we don't do it, then it's sin to us. So what would not saying right words when you have the ability to change a situation? Say somebody comes up to you and, they're, they're, man, they, they just got a bad report from the doctor. You say, you know, you have been looking bad. <laughs> you know what? I, I had noticed that, but I didn't want to say anything, you know, because it's a bad confession. But now that the doctor said it, you know, you, you've been looking bad. You got some circles under your eyes, and I noticed that you haven't been feeling as well. You haven't been as strong. You know, those are empty and inoperative words. Guess what? They're not going to help those people. If anything, they're going to hurt those people. Right? Even if they don't listen to them, it didn't build them up. So you didn't do anything good. When you had within you the power of love to encourage them and say, Oh, yeah, but I got a different report. I know what the doctors are saying, but here's what the Word of the Lord says about you. It says that you're going to make it. It says that you are healed by His stripes. It says that, that, he, that he sent His Word and He healed you. And that report came before the doctor's report, so it's greater. What did you do? You did good. Now, did you run home and say, Woo, man, I encouraged somebody in the Lord today. And I just know they're going to make it now because I encouraged them. I did such a good thing. No. But when we give $100, we want everybody to know about it. The, word, the words that you gave had greater value than that $100 ever would. Because why? They gave the power of life Amen. to a person that was hearing death. Amen. Amen? Don't grow weary in doing well. I don't care how many times that person calls you with the same problem. When my business was going downhill, I bet I called my mom every day. 
every day. I said, Mom, I don't know where we're going to make it. I don't know how we're going to do this. I got this, too. I, I don't even know if I'm going to get paid this week. Um, I got these things happening. I can't get the carpet, and I can't do this, and, and blah, blah, blah. And you know what she'd say? She'd say, oh, yeah, you're going to make it. And she'd start quoting scriptures, and she'd start encouraging me, and she'd start building me up. Why? That she was a do-gooder. And she didn't call all her friends after she got done and said, oh, I just got done building up my son. That's who I am. I can build up the best of them. Bring them on. I'm a do-gooder. You want me to do good? I'll do you some good. No. She got off the phone and nobody ever knew she talked to me except me. Why? Because that was the value. That's who needed it. And that's where the good went. And she didn't get weary in seven years of me doing this and probably way before that. She didn't get weary in doing well. And we should not get weary in doing well. There should not be a day where we quit on a person, on, a, on, a, on, a, on something that God said to do. There should not be that day. And I'm not saying your flesh won't want to. And I'm not saying you give them money to go buy drugs. That's quitting on somebody right there. Right? Well, I just felt so bad. You know, they needed a place to stay, and I know they were just using me and using me and using me and stealing my stuff, but, you know, I just felt bad, and it wouldn't be love if I didn't. No, it would be love. It'd be really hard to do. How many know that it wasn't easy for God when He told the children of Israel they're going to have their own words in the wilderness? You know, people look at those scriptures and they just think it's easy. God waited years and years before He let them have the word. You know how much mercy He had on them? Their words were stout against Him and against themselves. Year after year after year. We get tired in a week. He went year after year. Opened up the Red Sea for them. Fed them out of the sky. And they still said, we're just going to die out here. You know, we're just going to die out here. And eventually he said, yes, you are. Amen? But that was years and years, not hours, not days, years. And he still would have, if they'd have just repented, I'll guarantee, I know he would have changed. If they would have asked forgiveness and come around. Because he's the same yesterday and today and forever, and I know he'll do it today, so I know he would have done it then. Right? Love doesn't run out of forgiveness. <laughs> if it does, we may be on the last bit of it. Better find the people you love the most and give them those last drops, because forgiveness is about to run out. Right? We don't run out. What scripture are we on? I don't even know. <laughs> don't be weary in doing well, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. What are you going to reap? The benefits of doing well. It's, this isn't just a sow your money verse and get out of your bills verse. Prosperity is the love of God in you working through you. And because it's doing such a great work, everything else is working around you. Glory to God. You can't walk out your door wondering how God's going to meet your needs every day and think about it all day long and do good. Right? 
<laughs> you can't. Why? Because you're thinking about you. That would be selfish. That's the opposite of love. If you spend your whole day thinking about you, if you give with you in mind, you didn't really give. <laughs> right? Did you? Well, how would you feel about this? I got to do a good deed today. So, Garen, it's not that I like you or anything, but I got to sow some seed because I need. And how does that make you feel about the seed I just sowed in? Well, most of the seed sown in this lifetime is like that so many times. That's not good. Good is sowing out of the love of God, knowing that what you've sown is going to do others good. And knowing because of that, you'll never hurt. But that's in the back of your mind, not the front. We've got it switched around. We had, I'll never hurt if I give. It's the, did you notice in, in Luke 6.38, give is the first word? Right? It's, it's, not, it's not, it'll be given unto you if you give. Is that what it says? No, it says give and it'll be given unto you. Why? Because giving is an act of love that must be done in love through love and without doing it that way that it no longer qualifies for the verse. Now you guys have never done this, but I have given many unqualified gifts. I need, I need, so I got to give, I got to give. Yes, you do need to give when you need, but you need to give. Right? You don't <laughs> You guys understand what I'm saying? You don't need you don't need to let you don't need I don't even know how to say it. Lord help them. <laughs> you cannot give with you in mind. Giving is an unselfish act. God Jesus gave himself for you, not with him in mind. Right? This is the true definition of giving. When you give, then you release what you've done and believe the best for who you did it for. Now, is Jesus reaping a harvest off His gift? Yes. Here's part of it right here. A small part, but part of His harvest right here. He didn't grow weary in well-doing, and in due season He is reaping. He reaped me. He reaped you. He's going to reap millions more. Billions more. Amen? Why? Because he didn't grow weary and quit. And at any moment he could have. Why? He was a do-gooder. Jesus was a do-gooder. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Healing all those that oppressed the devil, everybody thought, well, that's really good. That's not all he did. He came down and brought and showed us the love of God that we could walk in. And then he, said, he said this, he said, greater works than I did will you do. And you know, everybody's trying to raise the dead off that verse. Raise the dead if you want. They're going to be mad at you if they were in heaven. <laughs> raise them all you want. But a greater work is the forgiveness towards others that you now have, that you did not have before. And now through the Holy Spirit, millions of people have this power. They have mercy now where they didn't have it before. They have 
ju- they have true justice. Amen? This is the power of God that came from salvation. It wasn't just to lay hands on the sick and they recover. Why do you lay hands on the sick and they recover? Because you love them. Not, to, not so you can say, I have the power. Huh? No. Love heals. It's what it does. Amen? Doing good. Doing good is a huge deal. How many, how many truly want to do good? I mean, because we, our flesh wants it to be known that we did good. Right? We, we, we grow up, if you'll do this, you'll be good, and you'll get a lollipop. And so then when later on in life, when we try to do that with God, and we try to impress Him with our good works, right? <laughs> He's like, you get no lollipop for that. The fact is, that happy smile you got for those two seconds, that was your reward. Enjoy it? Excellent. You're, you're paid in full. Right? When, when what he's talking about doing good is an eternal act. Doing good is an eternal action. It changes the, the, the mindset and, and somebody's life forever. If you choose to forgive somebody who does not deserve forgiveness, you change their life forever. Amen? Why? Because the act of love towards them, now, even if they never like you for it, they may be mad because you did it. I don't want your forgiveness. You ever had somebody say that? I don't need your God. I don't want you loving me. I don't want you. doesn't matter. Heap those hot coals on their head. What? Keep the fire burning. Every day they have an opportunity to see that as the love it is. Amen? And when they see it as the true love that it is, they got an opportunity to be born again. They got an opportunity to be forgiven by the Most High God. Amen? What is it to do good? We got, we got a definition. Micah 6 8. It says, He showed you, O oh man. He said, Hey, He showed you what is good. That'd be like somebody comes to you and say, "What is good?" And then God answering that question say, "He showed you. What is it? Do justly. Not not your justice, God's justice. What was God's justice? When you deserved hell, He saved you. That's God's form of justice. Amen. You know what? I can't equip them without fixing it. So, in other words, what He does is He says, "I'm going to be just." And I'm going to fix it right so that I can save them. I don't want that. They deserved hell, so I'm going to make them a whole new person so that they no longer deserve hell. This is the God kind of justice. What is it? It's a justice that forgives and has mercy. It's a justice that is kind to the unthankful. It's a justice that says, I want them and I will find the right way to get them. He did nothing illegal in winning you back. Amen? Amen. He defeated the devil on every level for our salvation. Amen? 
So what's he say? To do good is to be just. God kind of just. So when somebody does you wrong, you say, well, you deserve this. I love you. Forgiven. You loan somebody money? They can't pay you back? Well, you better find me a way to pay you back. You better find a way to pay me back because you owe me. And it's just right that I get my money. Anytime you see somebody's finger doing that, know they're wrong. They're wrong. Why? Because they're mad about being right. <laughs> you, can't be, you can't be that right. Somewhere in there, love went away. Therefore, just is not there. They're no longer being just. They want their kind of justice. We don't want our kind of justice. You know, people say, well, we just want justice. No, you don't. You don't want justice. You want God's kind of justice that's, that's born out of grace, that, that, that heals people who don't deserve to be healed. You're, you know what? It doesn't matter what you do in your life and how many good works. It's, you, you don't go after you get sick and say, God, I've done this and I've done this and I've done this. I want my healing now. And He'll say, you don't get healing because of what you've done. You get healing because of what He did. Why? Because you can't be just. He made you. He just. He is the justifier. And so for us to be just, we must always lead people to the justifier. And how do we lead, him, lead people to the justifier? We become like Him. And that's what He's saying. He's saying, what is good? You want to do good? Here's what's good. Re- be, do just. Do justly. And then He said, love mercy. That word's kindness, in other words, but I like it just the way it says. Love mercy. Don't just have mercy. Love mercy. When you love something, you carried it. Man, when you were a little kid and you had your Bobo, huh? you had your teddy bear, you carried it everywhere you went. Huh? When you love something, you take every opportunity to walk in it, to live in it, to do it. To use it. What's he saying? Love mercy. Use mercy all the time. When you look outside your window and the world looks crazy, you do what Jesus did. And you say, sheep without a shepherd. Lord, send laborers into their path. What is that? That's mercy. Mercy. You don't look down and say, they deserve hell. So did you. Love mercy. Love it. Love it. In other words, put it in the forefront of everything you do. It's your favorite tool. Every morning when you wake up, you're going out to do mercy. You know, a lot of times people say, you know what, these people, they're doing this and they've been doing that and now they've got these problems in their life. I don't know, I don't know what to pray for them. Mercy. The same thing that was prayed for you. Mercy. What did the blind men ask for? Mercy. They didn't ask for their sight. They asked for mercy. What is born out of mercy? The goodness of God is born out of mercy. When you ask for mercy, you'll get your eyesight. You ask for mercy, you'll get your bills paid. Because you need mercy. 
There's no way in your life that you deserve these things. But because of Jesus, we deserve them now. We're worthy to have them, to keep them. But not only are we worthy to have them, we're worthy to have the love of God in us and extend that love to others. We have become do-gooders just like Jesus. The verse should read, And Dave went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil. Why? Because God anointed me to do so. Guess what He did to you? Anointed you to do so. To go about and do good. Glory to God. To take that love that was shed abroad in your heart and use it. Go to uh, Luke. Luke 6. Luke 6. And to use it the way that Jesus said use it. Jesus showed us how to be good. What was the final part of, of being good? Walk humbly. Walk humbly with your Lord. What, what's he saying? Know that it ain't you. Know that you without God ain't nothing. But know that you with God. See, humble is not just knowing you ain't nothing without Him. It's knowing how great you are with Him. Amen. That's true humility. People say, that's not humility. It's It's humility. Because you're allowing the power of God to work through you to others. You're realizing that without Him you're nothing, but with Him you are everything. And that you can walk into situations with Him and change the situation. But without Him you could do nothing. You would only make the situation worse because you were there. Right? But with Him we have the power. We don't know how we're going to close this message. But with Him, we have the power. Luke 6, 27-ish. It's in here somewhere. Luke 6, 27. They got it right there. But I say to you, which here. Notice He didn't just talk. He said, I'm saying to you, which here. In other words, everybody that will listen to what I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm talking to you. Right? Why? Jesus didn't waste words. You know, people say, that's just mean. No, it's not mean. He didn't waste them. They're valuable. Right. Words are valuable. He's not going to waste them. And, he's, and, and immediately when you hear that, you say, ooh, oh, I better straighten up. I want to be one that hears. You shouldn't say, well, that's just arrogant. Those are the people that didn't hear. Right? The one that knew, that knew Jesus, they, they perked up their ears. Said, I'm going to hear. And he said, love your enemies. What's he saying? Be a do-gooder. Very next sentence, do good. I'm guessing your enemies hate you, right? He's still talking about the same people. Love your enemies, do good. What's he saying? You have a greater power. You have a better way. See, these weren't, if you, if you look back in this whole message, he talks about, you've heard it said, eye for an eye. Right? And, he, and what he's doing is he's taking what they believe and he's saying, here's how God is. Because they believe in vengeance, eye for an eye. They do this, that's the law. They, they believe in being good, not doing good. Right? Remember what it said? It said light came into the world. This is the, ju- this is the judgment. Light came into the world. Men loved darkness more than light because their deeds were evil. What was he really saying there? He wasn't saying they want to hide their deeds. He the, the, he's talking to a lot of Christians right there. Right? They don't want to change what they're doing because they want to be made good because of what they did. 
Think, okay, the, the Pharisees, did they change what they were doing? Why? Because they were doing right. I'm good. Rich young ruler, what was he doing? He was being good. He was behaving himself. He was doing what the Ten Commandments said. But light came in the world and said, that's not good enough. You can't get to heaven by the law. He said, I've got to put good in you. Your works will never be good enough. Right? The Pharisees are the ones that didn't want the light to come into the world because it ruined what they were doing. Why? Because their deeds were evil. What? Their motives were wrong. Their motives were wrong. When, when your motives are wrong, your deed is evil. Doesn't matter how good you think it is, when your motive is wrong and it's not love, your deed is not accounted in heaven. Right? 1 Corinthians 13. Give it all up. Zero value. Without love, without the right motivation, which He put in our hearts, then the, then the gifts are, are without value. Why? Because they lose their eternal value. They're, not, they're, they're momentary and fleeting. You can pat somebody on the back and rub their head all you want. Or you can pray for them to be healed. Which one had eternal value? Right? They felt better, a little better when you, when you consoled them because they were sick. They felt way better when they got healed because the love of God touched their life. Amen? Glory to God. Do good to them which hate you. Verse 28. Bless them that curse you. See, these are all things we can't do, right? Guess what? You and I cannot do this. This will take the Lord if this is going to happen. Right? Jesus is giving them an impossible task to do without the love of God. Why did He start with love? Because love your enemies. If you don't do that part, don't even try the rest of it. Because you're not going to bless somebody who curses you if you don't love them first. Why? Because the blessing comes out of love. You can't bless somebody out of hate. Amen? Pray for those who despitefully use you. Impossible. But with the love of God, it's so possible. Jesus did all of this. He, did, he didn't just say it. He did it. Right? This wasn't just a good message that the Master preached. This is something that He would later perform in His life. He laid down His life for His enemies. He blessed me and you. He prayed for us when we despitefully used Him. He forgave us. He had mercy on us. He was kind when we were unthankful. Why? He was a do-gooder. Jesus was and is the original do-gooder. And through the love of God, we have every ability that is written in these verses. You want to know who you are? You want to know what good works are? Read the sixth chapter of Luke. You'll find every good work within it. Mercy, forgiveness, kindness, no condemnation, no judgment. You'll find good works in there. You'll find your goodness in there. You'll find who God truly is like and who you are like because you're God's. Amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Just thank Him for a minute. Just get... Thank Him. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Praise you for your goodness in us. Thank you, Lord. Pray this with me. Father God, thank you for being good to me and for putting good in me. Lord, as you help us, we will be do-gooders. Be do we will do good unto all men. We will forgive. We will love. We will show kindness. We will show mercy. We will be your children. Children of the Most High. We'll thank you for it as we change the world with it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we've talked about it and talked about it. The reason we're forgiven, the reason that we're not condemned, the reason that we don't stand condemned today is because of this, the blood of Jesus, the blood and the body of Jesus. The reason that you stand here worthy today and uncondemned is because of the work of Jesus Christ in your life. He loved you when you were His enemy. He loved you when you cursed Him. He loved you and died for you and rose again and lives for you and me. Glory to God. And so we're going to recognize that. As we take communion today, everybody be seated. Ushers came, come forward. As we, as we partake of the communion today, remember every good thing that's been put in you by the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah.